we tend to kind of be in this state constantly because of the way we were brought up, because of the way we were raised, because of what we saw growing up, where we feel like we need to do things to please other people. And what ends up happening is that for many of us, that means we do not set boundaries. And because we don't set boundaries, we don't even know how to set boundaries. That's not something we were ever taught how to do. It's not something we're used to. And so there can be huge ramifications for that. Welcome to the Worthy Mother Podcast, where we discuss all things identity, self-compassion, and fulfillment within and beyond motherhood. I'm Emily Rose Hardy, a mindset and self-love coach for moms. I am a firm believer that to be able to take care of our children, we must take care of ourselves first. This is not a parenting podcast. No, this is a podcast where we will challenge the societal expectations of what it means to be a mom demystify the perfect mom myth, and learn to love ourselves. You are worthy, mama. Let's do this. Hey, hey, mama. Welcome back to the Worthy Mother podcast. I am so happy you are here. And if this is your first time tuning in to the Worthy Mother podcast, I also want to say welcome. So happy you're here. We are on for a solo episode today, and this is going to be kind of something a little bit more of a how-to than we usually do here on the Worthy Mother podcast. But this is something that is super, super important for anyone, especially mothers, to hear. And it's also something that, unfortunately, most of us did not grow up hearing about and learning about. And that something is boundaries. Now, we are going to get into how to set boundaries because, yes, that is an important part of the conversation, right? We want to know how to set boundaries, how that actually looks in our lives. But what is just as important Maybe even more important is the next part that I will say once again, most of us really didn't talk about growing up, and that is holding your boundaries after you set them. So setting them is one thing, but actually holding those boundaries is a whole other thing that tends to be even harder for us to do. So as I like to do before we get into the how of the matter, I also really want to get clear on why. Why do we need to learn to set boundaries? Why do we need to hold boundaries? Why is this so important in the first place? Um, And I also want to talk a little bit about why for so many of us, this is a skill that is quite underdeveloped, I'll say. So let's start with this. Why are boundaries important? Now, boundaries tend to be something that is kind of almost like taboo to talk about, right? We don't like talking about boundaries. We don't necessarily like talking about saying no to things or, you know, having to kind of put our foot down with things. A lot of times the word boundaries comes with a negative connotation. And I think that's especially true for women. You know, as women, there we get a lot of messages that we are the people who are supposed to care for others. We are the people who are supposed to be open and helpful and, you know, saying yes, making others happy. And we've had some episodes that have addressed people pleasing in recent weeks. And so, you know, we've really talked a lot about how we tend to kind of be in this state constantly because of the way we were brought up, because of the way we were raised, because of what we saw growing up, where we feel like we need to do things to please other people. And what ends up happening is that for many of us, that means we do not set boundaries. 
And because we don't set boundaries, we don't even know how to set boundaries. That's not something we were ever taught how to do. It's not something we're used to. And so there can be huge ramifications for that, right? Like if you aren't setting boundaries, if we really think about what a boundary is, a boundary is something where you have decided what you will tolerate. You have decided what is okay to let into your life. And your boundary, that line that cannot be crossed is kind of how you protect yourself from things that you can't handle or that are going to add too much to your plate, are going to add stress to your life, are just not something you want to do, right? So those boundaries, when we aren't setting those boundaries, when we're not holding those boundaries because we don't feel comfortable doing that or we don't even know how, we can end up burnt out. We can end up feeling like we never are taking care of ourselves. We can end up feeling like we are constantly doing for other people. We end up stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. And really when it comes down to it, we feel like we are not worthy of care. We feel like our worth is in caring for others. And that's really it, right? Like it really deeply impacts our self-worth when we don't set boundaries. And obviously worth is something that I think it's so, so important to talk about. It's the name of the podcast, right? We're talking about our worthiness. We are so worthy of care. We are so worthy of our own love and attention. But when we're not setting boundaries, we're not respecting the things that we want, the things that we need by setting and holding boundaries. It really does have, you know, the external impact of lines that we, you know, want to draw in the sand, but haven't being crossed can have really deep internal impacts on our self-worth. And so really in that way, boundaries are so crucial. It's it's not just something that, oh, you know, it's good to work on boundaries. No, if you want to be doing life your way, if you want to be giving yourself space to explore things that you want to explore, putting your efforts and your time and your energy into things that you want to put your efforts and time and energy into. If you want to be living with ease, right? If you want to be living with peace of mind, if you want to be living, not feeling like you are constantly giving everything to others with nothing left for yourself, boundaries are a must. Boundaries are a must, okay? That is just what it comes down to. And something just to take it a little further, having boundaries actually like has a positive impact on people around you. So I just want to kind of get into that in a few different angles because there's a few different ways we can talk about that. But for one thing, when you are able to hold boundaries that you've set, so you set the boundary and you hold it, you end up saving your energy and your time for things that really matter to you and for taking care of yourself and for doing things that allow you to fill your cup. When our cups are filled, right? That metaphor that we always use of filling our cups, it's important because we can really see when our cups are filled, we have something to give to others, whether that's our kids, our partners, our coworkers, our employers, um, our clients, whatever it is, whoever it is, you have something to give. And really, if we look at like on a greater scale, we have more to give the world when we have something to give, right? When we filled our own cups, we have something to give, we can give. And so there's like the benefits. I mean, we could talk on and on about what the benefits are of being able to pour into yourself. It it kind of is this ripple effect that's huge. And we are capable of so much if we have the capacity to fulfill all the things we're capable of and we want to fulfill all the things we're capable of. So really keeping in mind that 
when you allow yourself to have boundaries and hold those boundaries, that's really what's going to allow you to actually like go out in the world and pour into others, pour into projects that are important to you, pour into movements that are important to you. If you don't have anything to give, you can't contribute in that way. But another way that having boundaries benefits someone other than us is for our kids, right? I'm going to get into a little bit more why women tend to have a hard time with boundaries, but I just want to say that a lot of this is generational. And so if we are showing up with boundaries for our kids, they are going to learn how to have better boundaries for themselves, right? And they're also not going to just expect others to do things for them all the time, right? They'll have a better understanding of how others hold boundaries for themselves and will be more accepting of that. So it really is going to impact them in many ways in their life. So just some examples of how this could look. Our kids are growing up in the world that we grew up in, right? Things are changing, things are different. But one thing that I always think about is how for a lot of people, we end up in a workforce that expects us to push and push and push, right? There's this assumption that you're going to be completely loyal to the company that you work for, regardless of how burnt out you are, regardless of your mental health, regardless of how they're treating you, right? And that's just something, you know, with hustle culture and capitalism, just all these things, right? Like it's, it really is something that I laugh, but it's so deeply ingrained in us, these kind of messages of work hard and that'll pay off. And so when we show our children our own boundaries, we are teaching them how to hold boundaries. They're going to be better able to hold boundaries for themselves as they enter this world. And there is so much that they're expected to do, sometimes at the detriment to themselves, if they're able to hold boundaries that they've set, right? And know that that's an option for themselves, then they will be better equipped to grow up and live in the world that we live in and maybe even make changes for future generations, right? Another example of how this could benefit our children is just understanding that the mom in the family doesn't have to fill that role of always being the person to kind of drop everything for the family, right? Not to say that we don't take care of our kids, we don't love our kids, we wouldn't do anything for them, but it doesn't have to be the norm that we are constantly just giving up everything for our children, for our families, for our homes, right? And so if we are teaching that to our kids, whether they're growing up and being in relationships, having kids of their own, they may be able to enter those relationships and have different dynamics that are healthier for everyone involved, right? Whether they are the mom and they can take time for themselves, they can take care of themselves, they can hold boundaries for themselves because they saw you do that, um, or whether they're the dad and they have a mom in the home that they are able to understand can also have those boundaries for themselves, right? It's just, it, there's huge impacts as one person setting boundaries, there are huge impacts on future generations. So I just, I like looking at things that way because I think it can feel really hard sometimes to figure out like, okay, this is something that I can learn to do and change. But if I'm the only one who benefits, is it worth it? And I will say, yes, it is worth it. I really truly believe that. But sometimes when we can see the bigger picture, it just makes it easier for us to get on board with taking those steps to actually make the change right? So I want to kind of step back a little bit and see why is it that women tend to have a hard time with boundaries in the first place? And I've kind of talked to this, but women have traditionally been expected to do really the majority of the work when it comes to handling the kids, handling the home, you know, just those kind of gender roles that are stereotypical and really have a deep-rooted history. Um, And so when we look at that, 
there's expectations and those expectations, it doesn't really matter how you're feeling, right? The kids need to be fed. The kids need to be clothed. The kids need to learn. The kids need like all these things, right? The house needs to be taken care of. The cows need to be milked, whatever it is, right? And so generationally, it passes on from one generation to the next, these things that just have to happen. But today, things are different than they were 100 years ago. The expectations for women are different. Many of us are working. Many of us, you know, we all have a lot going on outside of the home and a lot going on from prior to having kids. And there's there's a lot going on. Our world is filled with just a lot going on. And yet we've grown up with this pattern of seeing women in our lives. And I, I don't want to overgeneralize because it's not to say that for sure your mother or the women in your lives did not hold boundaries, but typically that's a pretty safe assumption that many of us grew up seeing women who didn't have these conversations about boundaries, right? Like I'm saying, we didn't have those conversations of boundaries growing up. Our moms definitely didn't. Their moms definitely didn't, right? And so we pass on these patterns of not having boundaries, not having conversations about what a boundary is, not understanding that we are allowed to have boundaries and we are allowed to protect our time and our energy and our well-being, right? And so that tends to be why women have a hard time with boundaries. Um, it's not because women suck at boundaries naturally, right? It's because we learn from our upbringings. We learn from the people who raise us. We learn from the people we're around and the narratives we hear and the messages we take in. And it impacts our ability to do things. It impacts our ability to do things because we never learned how. It's not normal for us. And so just kind of knowing that you can set a boundary and hold a boundary just as well as anyone else. It just may be harder because you've never done it before, right? And it may be harder because the people around you aren't used to it. And so I want to kind of just lay that out there. I think it's important to kind of clarify that and just know that like there's a a big story here and there's more to it than just that too, right? But that is kind of just a foundational way of thinking about why it can be so hard for women and particularly moms, right? Okay, so now... We are going to talk about how to set a boundary, what that means, right? And then the next step of how to hold a boundary, because setting the boundary is not enough. Setting the boundary is not enough. You can set as many boundaries as you want. And if you do not hold them, it's just a waste of time and energy, right? So what does it mean to set a boundary? I'm going to try and talk about this in as concrete of terms as I possibly can. And that's going to mean that I'm going to use examples. Um, These examples may or may not apply to your life. They don't all apply to mine. But I think sometimes having just these really concrete examples can be beneficial in seeing how a boundary can be set and what that actually looks like. Okay. I also want to say That knowing how to set the boundary and knowing that the boundary would be helpful doesn't necessarily mean that you will set the boundary because sometimes when it comes to dynamics between people, right, like the relationship dynamics and who we're setting the boundary with, there can be other complications to kind of actually getting there and like being feeling safe to do that, Um, which isn't to say you can't set the boundary, right? But it's just to say that like we have to understand that sometimes there's a different layer of work that needs to happen to be able to effectively set and hold a boundary with someone. But let's get into it. What does it mean to set a boundary? So when you set a boundary, you are deciding how much of something you will take. You are deciding where a line is that you will not accept being crossed, right? That line being crossed. We see this a lot with our kids, right? 
by that, I mean with holding boundaries for other people's ways of interacting with our kids. So it's easy to think about like when your kid is a newborn, right? You have a newborn baby. So one thing we can think about is you have a baby, you're postpartum, you are home, there's lots of hormones happening, lots of stress, lack of sleep, uh, physical healing, lots going on with your body, right? And at the same time, there's a lot of people who want to see the baby. And this is something that happens to a lot of people. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it can be really challenging sometimes to set a boundary with people about when they can come see the baby, right? And I remember being postpartum with my second son and just feeling so overwhelmed. And, you know, I didn't feel like I needed as much help as I did with my first son. And I didn't really want people in my house. And then people were in my house. People were coming over. People were doing things. And when I'd start crying randomly, I felt guilty. I felt like there was something wrong. And really what had happened is I never set a boundary. And quite frankly, I didn't realize I needed the boundary in the first place. I just kind of figured that people would assume that, you know, I'm postpartum, not sleeping. I don't really want people over talking to me. Um, But I didn't set the boundary. And in not setting the boundary, I also did not communicate the boundary, right? I did not communicate that I needed time to myself. I did not communicate that I didn't want people just coming over at any time, right? And so those are kind of the two things that have to happen if we're going to set a boundary. You have to decide what you want, what you're willing to tolerate, and then you have to communicate that. Because if you don't communicate that, the boundary exists in your head. That's not helpful. That's not helpful for anyone. They don't know what you're expecting. And if you get mad at them for crossing that boundary, which, I mean, we're human, right? That might happen. But they don't know. They don't know what the boundary is. And so they're going to assume what they're going to assume. And if you've never communicated something different, then it's understandable for them to not know. They can't read your mind, right? For them to not know what the boundary is. So we have to communicate that. So that's one situation where maybe you've communicated to people before you have your baby, before you bring your baby home, hey, we are only going to accept visitors after a week, right? And it's going to be between these hours and Please make sure you text before and get a confirmation that you can come. You're welcome to come before. And then if, you know, you're over and ends up being too much for me, just know I may say, hey, I think maybe we should follow up tomorrow, right? You know, and kind of communicating those things as the expectation allows then the person on the other end of the boundary to know what you're expecting. They're then able to like actually do what's being asked of them. If they don't know, how are they supposed to to uphold the boundary, right? So the second part of this though is the holding the boundary. And it's really important to note here, you cannot control anyone else's behavior. You cannot control anyone else's actions. You cannot control anyone else's reactions to you. You have no control over that. And that's really hard to accept. We sometimes feel like people are doing things to us And we have no control over that. And yeah, you're right. You don't have control over their action. But what you do have control over is the boundary. And so when you're communicating a boundary, something that's important to do or that can be important to do is to communicate what will happen if that boundary is crossed, right? So for instance, in the example of having someone over to your home with your newborn, say they show up randomly one morning and knock on the door. Well, Maybe the consequence of that is that they don't get to see the baby during that time, right? You don't welcome them in. 
Maybe the consequence of that is, hey, you know what? We're just going to not do visits. If we're not respecting the boundary, we're not going to do visits. It's not going to happen right now, right? So there's something that is a consequence to that person not upholding their end of the boundary. But the thing is, the responsibility to hold that consequence, to hold that boundary is on you, okay? So it's an interesting thing to think about. We don't have control over how someone reacts, how someone responds to us. We don't have control over their actions, but we do have control to how we hold the boundary. I'm going to give another example that has to do with our kids. But of course, these these kind of concepts can be applied anywhere in your life. But it's just, I think that can be an easy place to really look and understand, okay, I get this. Um, Let's say that it is flu season. You don't want anyone kissing your baby. I think this is something that is quite a hot topic, right? Because I think of past generations, people have just loved all over the baby. And now we're kind of like, yeah, no, especially post, you know, pandemic and things like that. So let's say that you have a boundary that no one is going to kiss the baby. No one's going to kiss the baby, right? And you have also decided to communicate that with people. Hey, we're not kissing the baby. Okay. You can hold the baby, but please don't kiss the baby. And you've also communicated how you will hold that boundary. If someone crosses that boundary, what's the consequence, right? If they kiss the baby, they don't get to hold the baby anymore or they don't get to see the baby anymore, right? And then if they go ahead and cross that boundary, you need to follow through with that. There needs to be follow through. That's how the boundary works. So that is just another example of how a boundary can work and how it's important to have the, both the set boundary and that communicated as well as the follow through, the holding the actual boundary, okay? Oftentimes, a boundary just looks like saying no. So those are some examples where we see like the kind of whole follow through. Sometimes it's as simple as Maybe you are expected to be doing something at work that is, you know, outside of your job description and you've been doing it, you've been doing it, you've been doing that. Sometimes the boundary is saying no. It may come as a shock to the person you're saying no to, right? Like it it may not be easy for them. They don't expect that. They don't expect that you're going to say no. They're assuming because you've always said yes but that's what's going to continue. So know that just because you're saying no to something doesn't mean the other person is going to like that. It doesn't even mean they're going to necessarily accept that gracefully. But the boundary of saying no can be the first step sometimes in then communicating a boundary and continuing to hold that boundary. So there's a lot of ways that boundaries can look, but it's really important that we kind of keep those keys in mind of setting the boundary, communicating the boundary, and then holding the boundary by following through with the consequence if the boundary is crossed by someone else, okay? Now, that's really as far as we're going to get into boundaries. Like I said, this can be applied to pretty much all areas of our lives. Like boundaries are crucial. They can be really important when it comes to our families, to our kids, holding boundaries with our kids, holding boundaries with our spouse. Um, and that's a topic probably for a different day, actually holding the boundaries within the home, within the family dynamic. But know that these things can be applied in those situations. Like they absolutely can. But the thing that I kind of want to leave this conversation on is this idea that we have to have grace with ourselves. I said this earlier in the episode, but something that can often happen is that we're like, hey, this is the boundary I have. I'm going to communicate this. And then we don't. And there can be a lot of reasons for that. And like I said, it can be really complicated. Our relationships with people can be really complicated. And, you know, oftentimes that means there probably are more boundaries that are needed if 
you're having these kind of issues. But that can be really hard. That can be something that is linked to trauma. That can be something that is linked to just like really deeply ingrained patterns that, you know, and dynamics and relationships that are not healthy. And while setting the boundary and holding the boundary is the ideal, sometimes there's a lot of other work that needs to be done. So knowing that you're not going to get it perfect, you probably are not going to become great at boundaries overnight. It's normal to have a hard time with this because of the way the world expects us to show up. But knowing that you can kind of hold both those things simultaneously, right? The fact that it might be hard for you, the fact that you're going to probably not be able to do it perfectly, and also the reality that you still are worthy of having boundaries, you still are worthy of holding those boundaries, both of those things can be true. And so the best thing we can do is support ourselves give ourselves so much grace with it, right? Know that we are not going to be perfect. We never will be. Our children never will be perfect. It's okay, but we can practice setting boundaries. We can practice holding those boundaries. We can practice all of these things and get better at it. And maybe eventually in those really challenging situations, really learn to set and hold the boundaries. And again, there's probably gonna be a lot of boundary work that happens before that, right? Usually the issues have to do with boundaries in the first place, but it's just, I always like to make sure we're really having grace with ourselves. That self-compassion is key to pretty much everything. So we're going to wrap up this conversation. I have been really looking forward to having a conversation on boundaries for a while now. I think it is so key. Again, we probably will touch on boundaries within the home a little bit later. Um, I think that's kind of a whole other bag of worms. But remember, these concepts do apply to that as well. So just keep it in mind. Keep in mind that you are allowed to have boundaries. You are worthy of boundaries. You are worthy of protecting your time and energy and space and your peace. If you are learning from these episodes week after week and just feeling like other moms need to be hearing these messages, I would absolutely love it if you would share these episodes with other moms in your life. That could be texting the link to a friend, bringing up the episode over coffee, or even sharing the episode on your Instagram stories. Any of those ways to kind of get the word out there, get more moms involved in these conversations and really spread the word that we are all worthy of these conversations, right? That is something that is so appreciated from me. So just thank you so much for supporting the show and, you know, putting the word out there. Really, really appreciate it. We are going to end it at that. I am so grateful that you are here. And I just want to say you are worthy, Mama. 